Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome back. Episode 62, week 11 in the books. Julian, what up? What's going on, my guy? How you been? Shit, chilling, bro. One more day of work, and I got the rest of the week off, so. Nice, nice. I mean, uh, you, what are you, got, what's, what's your Thanksgiving plans? Shit, I mean, I got Wednesday, Thursday off, but uh, heading to Michigan Friday. Right. I'll be there, be there that weekend for the, for the big game, Ohio State, Michigan, being on Arbor. You got to interview um, some tailgaters. Get back on the oh, podcast. Sure. <laughs> They're going to be drunk, dude. They're going to be drunk as hell when I, when I work with them. But, That's the perfect uh, it'll time. Be fun. <laughs> it'll be fun. It'll be cold, but it'll be fun. I heard game day's going to be there. Fox the Sports, Barstool. It's going to be a high of like 33, 34. Um, but it's going to be fun, man. A lot of people are going to be there. A lot of a lot of the public will be watching this game. So um, hopefully I can sneak into the game. But uh it's gonna be fun, man. Yeah, I remember you saying that. I almost forgot about that, but uh, that's gonna be dope, bro. You gotta like take pictures, record video, whatever. You gotta do something. I want to see that. I want to like experience that through you. How that is, because that's a yeah, huge man. game. It is. It is. I'm gonna. Unfortunately, you know, I have my, my I holiday weekend work, is but... cut off. But yeah, but it's it's gonna be good, man. I'm I'm gonna like it. My colleagues from he's not from Michigan. He's been he's used to live in Michigan, so it's gonna be. He's gonna show me around too, so it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, well, I guess we hit our college football quota for today. But uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about week eleven, bro. I mean, that's another not weird. I feel like it, we're we're kind of getting into a rhythm now. Like, all right, these teams are for real, and these teams are, you know, fake. Uh-huh. And I mean, I, I want to start with the Colts and Bills game. I mean, I've heard a lot yesterday, today. Even Sunday night, is Jonathan Taylor an MVP candidate now? In your eyes, I've heard that I don't a think lot. So. I'm like, hmm, I mean, he does have a thousand yards. He he is good, but I yeah, I feel the same. It's kind of early for that. I think he's. A, I think he should start getting this like in the discussion. But I don't think he's even a top three MVP just yet. I mean, if you look at it compared to the these these other players that are in the conversation, like Tom Brady is by far the favorite to win it. Um, I got him. Um, I would probably say Kyler before he got hurt. Uh, he's probably still in the conversation now. I don't think he has a chance of reading it. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. Like, it is it is open, I would say, if Brady wasn't there. But yeah, I don't I don't foresee Taylor being the guy that should win MVP. He's having a great year still the year. But we can't forget, I mean, Derrick Henry was being the stud. Before yeah. he got hurt, he was the guy that people were like, "Yeah, he's this guy's the best running back out of the league." So, um, yeah, I, we need to hold off just yet. I mean, yes, he had a great fantasy game, great game individually, great team Five win. Touchdowns, but... bro. What is up with the Bills? Is this uh, is this just we talked about this last week? Like they really haven't played nobody. Now they got to you know to smell some competition, and they get blown out. Like what what the hell happened in your eyes? It's not the it's not the Bills defense, man. It's the offense. It's it's just been so meh. Like the defense, they've been out they're out there for so long because the offense just doesn't create opportunities for themselves, nor did they give the defense some time to rest as much. So I think the defense is fine. They just kind of were I think they were just kind of guessed out or kind of a little unprepared. But I I mean, this is the first bad game that I've seen the defense have this season, in my opinion. It's just the offense. The the reason why they've lost a couple of these games is just because the offense hasn't done shit. Really, they have no running game. I've said this multiple times in this in this season. Um, Zach Moss and Singletary have been just absolute 
disappointments for the team. Josh Allen, I feel like he he's not playing that great as as we saw him from him last year. Diggs is having kind of an odd year. Um, so I don't know. They have the weapons, but the run game is really just what's killing them so bad. And and I think defenses are kind of seeing that opponents, and and they're really just trying to take advantage of that. And and, and I think that's what the key recipe was for the Colts, really, to just. Um, make them one-dimensional and, and establish the run game and feed Jonathan Taylor. Do you think the Colts are a sneaky <laughs> AFC contender? I don't, I don't think so just yet. I think they're a lot to make playoffs, 100%. Um, I always thought they were a very talented team. Um, but I don't think they're like – I don't – I have like several teams ahead of them uh, that I would rather pick for the – to make the Super Bowl. Um, I think – Right now, their defense is good. Um, Taylor's is having is hitting his peak right now. I, I'm not expecting him to keep up the performances he's having. Um, I think he'll kind of slow out a little bit late in the year, but I don't think they're ready just yet. I really don't. Um, there's just something about him. I can't foresee it. But um, the, the only thing, yeah. my bad. I mean to cut you off, but the only thing I have my questions on is Wentz. Like I, I told you, Wentz when he protects the ball, this seems actually, you know. They're a sneaky dark horse. And when he has games like he had against Tennessee, I mean, that's kind of just their downfall, honestly. Like, the defense can keep them in it. They can stop. They can get stops. Like, they're a bend-no-break type of unit. And obviously, they have the run game. You know, Pittman really stepped up this year. Um, You know, they'll get Hilton healthy at one point in the year, maybe. Who knows? But I I feel like as long as Wins protects the ball, it's just – the the AFC's wide open, bro. Like, let's just say what it is. Like, the Titans stink up the joint against the Texans. Like, you could say it's a divisional game, but it's the Texans. You got to beat the Texans. Everybody's beating the Texans besides the Jags. Like, I mean, they they just had some games where it's like I don't know. Tennessee looks kind of weird to me, and it it just re- it really shows like what the AFC is right now. Like the NFC, obviously, we say we always say it's top heavy. That this one's just like I, I really don't know who I can take as far as all right, they're my favorites and this is the team that's gonna make the Super Bowl. Like maybe the Ravens, maybe the Ravens are the favorites now. I mean, they won without Lamar. It was a sloppy game, but I just I don't know. Like the Colts, I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the AFC championship game. Like it's like I said, it's just that wide open. It's not re- it's not really that crazy to say, oh, X team is gonna make it, and it's like, What? You're fucking crazy. Like, I don't know. That's just the way the AFC is in my eyes and I don't know if you feel the same or you feel like you have a, you know, quote unquote favorite in that conference. I, nah, I'm, I honestly I don't, don't right now. I actually don't have a favorite either. Um, you, I feel like you kind of do. I won't get to it, but um, there's a, a lot of teams could make it. Honestly, yes, the Colts <clears> are one of them, but I, I'm just thinking of like off the top of my head, if you were to ask me like, who would you think make the AAC championship game? I could think of like four or five teams before I name the Colts. Like I could think Chiefs. And it's not by a wide margin whatsoever. Like, I'll, I'll go, you know, this is just me thinking off the top of my head. I'll pick Chiefs, you know, I'll pick Bills, I'll pick Titans. Um, I'll pick, uh, you know, maybe even the Chargers ahead of the Colts. Uh, you know, uh, obviously New England. Um, there's just other teams that I would think of before I would think of the Colts. And I don't know, maybe that's just the history of Indianapolis after Pete Manning, but um, this, this is just me. I don't think they're quite ready just yet. I think I got to see them um, – get tested in the playoffs again um, because last year they, they stuck it up a little bit against Buffalo. I know they, they, <laughs> they had them in the ropes. Yeah, I know. They <laughs> had them in the ropes, Rivers. but like, 
I mean, they on. had him in the ropes, but like, I mean, I don't know. I still think that they could have like, a great team would have snaked away with that win there, and and they kind of stuck it up at the end of that game. So, um, I don't know. I, I gotta see them get battle tested again in, in the playoffs before I say something because the Chiefs, they the record, obviously the record is what it is, but um, they they have experience. They have the Super Bowl ring to, to kind of make me respect them more than the Colts. Um, the Bills, I mean, I don't know. They have a lot of questions. The Titans made the AFC Championship once uh, with the squad that they have, and Derrick Henry's coming back um, hopefully soon in January. So I, don't know, I can make a case for other teams to make it before the Colts, but, I mean, you're right. It's, it's wide open. You, you know, don't be surprised if they do end up making it that far. Yeah, it's just – it's weird. I don't know. Like I said, it's one of those years that – you know, we haven't had one of these years in a bit, but uh, let's talk about a game that, you know, you picked, right? I didn't think it was going to happen. Vikings and Packers, bro. I didn't I didn't see that coming. I mean, I, I get that it's a divisional game and all that, but, you know, I thought Green Bay was going to come out hot and they just 16-3 at one point. I don't know. You saw you saw this coming. What did you think when you saw the Vikings up big and they were just getting whatever they wanted from uh, Jefferson and Thielen? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's kind of the reason why I think uh, looking at the game itself, uh, Minnesota gets the Chargers. They um, they didn't play afraid. They really just tried to go out there and play their own ball, and that's how the Vikings should be playing every game. Um, they went out there not giving two fucks. They they played um, the game very well. They they feed, they fed uh, Dalvin Cook that game, and then they fed Jefferson this game. You got to feed your superstars on offense. This is why you pay them so much or want to pay them so much in the future. So um, I, I feel like, you know, going back to Minnesota after that huge win against the Chargers and stuff, I think they wanted to come in, you know, confident um, that they can beat Green Bay. They're not afraid of them, I feel like. And I think um, they've had so many good games against Rodgers that, you know, they probably thought – I think they came in, especially Cousins, like, you know, I could keep up with him for this game. And that's why I kind of picked Minnesota. It wasn't nothing against Green Bay. Um, I, yeah. I did think they looked kind of sloppy prior to this game against Seattle, even though they came out with the victory. Um, and I, I expected him to have some trouble against Minnesota um, on the defensive side of the ball and, and allowing a lot of points. And that's exactly what I expected. Uh, I should have said this in the, in the betting episode, but, you know, I would have definitely took the over. I, it's crazy to say I would have picked Cousins to kind of go at it with Rodgers in the shootout, and that's exactly what happened. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I expected. I didn't think Jefferson was going to go off like he did. Um, I thought Green Bay was going to kind of kind of like – you know, defend them a little better. But, I mean, Jefferson is a stud. He's a top five receiver in this league. And, and you know, they came out with the victory. They did get lucky, though. I mean, you got to have some luck in the NFL sometimes when football games. And, and uh, they came out lucky with that interception getting called back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, like I said, I thought the, you know, Aaron Rodgers was coming off of COVID, you know, bad game. And I thought he was going to come out, you know, just throwing it all over the place. And Minnesota's defense, man, I mean, they're actually stepping up. They're actually getting stops. And I know they started the floodgates kind of open towards the end and it was a shootout, but they were basically containing all these weapons that Green Bay has. And I know Aaron Jones is hurt and that hurts, but, you know, Adams, Valdez Scaling did get that one touchdown, but usually, you know, Rogers is throwing a deep bomb to him like two or three times a game. He couldn't get anything going. And what was the tight end that caught a touchdown? DeGuara or whatever? Like, I, he's just throwing in no names again. Like, bro, like, th- this is just all, all signs pointing to Rodgers leaving once again with this team. And they're eight and three. And it's crazy that I'm saying that, but it's, it's just, I don't, I don't see a roadmap where they keep Rodgers and they keep him happy because they shouldn't be losing games like that. Like, I just don't, I don't understand how they, 
they blew this game. Like they just came out not ready, not prepared, kind of like how you said the Bills were. Like that's how the Packers came out. Eventually they came back, but they shouldn't even been down that big to begin with. And I mean, just another team that's gonna lose a star QB is that's my takeaway from this game. I mean, yeah, it's early in the season. They could still make a deep playoff run, but I mean, do you have any faith that the Packers are gonna do anything in the NFC? Like they always do this. They have a good game, they have a good season. Then when it's playoff time, they just don't show up. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I expect it. I mean, they that's the way they are. They, they they beat the bad teams, and then sometimes they let one <clears> slip <throat> against a division opponent or they yeah. let one slip against a decent opponent, and it costs them the, the home field. And, and then they just end up having to play on the road. I know last year um, they had the home game against Tampa, but Tampa was just a better team, in my opinion. But. Yeah, they just let it slip away somehow. And I don't know if that's just coaching or the, the personnel. It's just not fully, you know, zoned in on the game. But these things happen in Green Bay. They're never always locked in every every game, every week. Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question. If you're the agent of Deshaun, and we'll get to this later, but if you're the agent of a young QB, you know, they're, they're going to Deshaun Watson, a two, I don't know, just a – is Minnesota not a top destination? I know the location isn't sexy, but look at the team. Like, this team should be a contender in the NFC. And I'm not saying that's all Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has had a good year, but mm-hmm. I, I just feel yes. like like yes. one of these QBs should be looking at Minnesota and say, I want to go no. there. The NFC North is, is just top heavy. You can challenge for that division and then be a contender in that NFC. I, to answer your question, yes, I have one key quarterback in this league, very well-respected, uh, predicting coming to Minnesota mm. uh, this offseason. Um, and the reason why I say that is just because it's a domino effect where I pay Nick Rodgers to leave Green Bay, just like you mentioned. Yep. And I think, um, you know, Minnesota will be more a more of an enticing location just because Rodgers has left the division and, and it's going to be kind of open for somebody to take it. I think this, this quarterback uh, – wouldn't mind coming here, and I, I think Minnesota would, would do their best to get them. That's a good good teaser. I gotta we gotta see. I I, I don't even know because I, I don't have any QBs necessarily going there. Like, oh, I'm gonna go sign there. Maybe a trade, but I want to. I we have to get through this episode asap. I gotta hear that. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Chiefs Cowboys. I know you were at a Cowboys house uh, on that game. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, that that was embarrassing. I was texting you throughout that game. I didn't think, you know, it was the first quarter. Obviously, they got the fumble or the interception. I forgot what it was. Or the the three and three and now. I forgot what it was already. But, um, you know, the Chiefs defense looked good in the first quarter. And I was like, all right, let's just wait. Let's see what, what they do. Nine points. I mean, this is a an offense that I was talking about. Was going to cook these boys? I, I just didn't believe with what happened with las vegas last week i'm like the raiders are falling off let's just wait until they actually see an offense and i know they didn't have cooper i know cd lamb got hurt the second half but um that was embarrassing i'm gonna just keep saying mm-hmm. that that was one of the worst performances i've seen the cowboys play all year and then in a while i know this they've been bad you know the past couple of years but that was that was terrible i mean they couldn't get anything going and when they did get stuff going, they would just turn the ball over. I mean, it was just bad. I don't know. You said that house was quiet. I just want to see, like, the whole the whole time you were there, what were, what were the fans saying? What, what was everybody talking about when, 
when you were watching the Yeah, game. I mean, it was intense to start. Obviously, people were hyped, you know, big matchup, yeah. marquee matchup. Um, you got to remember, I mean, as, as much as the as the the Chiefs won that game, the Cowboys defense did, like, really tried the best to keep them in this. Like, yeah, Parsons really um, had a game. Yeah, like the defense, Dan Quinn, got to gotta give him his flowers a little bit. Um, this, this man is uh, – this man's stepping up for this defense. He's probably getting his pieces that he wants. And, you know, uh, they, they they kind of slowed down Mahomes. I mean, they Mahomes didn't have a great game by all means and to his standards. And um, they did their best. This is a defensive game. I would have never expected it to be a defensive game. Um, but it was. And, you know, I think, in my opinion – Obviously, the the whole uh, when the game first started, uh, you know, it was everybody was hyped, you know, people were excited, um, and then it just kind of went downhill from there uh, as the minutes went on. Even after the first quarter, the 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 vibe was just kind of dying out a little bit because um, Kansas City kind of had control of the game throughout, um, despite the defense of the Cowboys. But um, I will say this: Tyron Smith didn't play. Um, they were kind of bringing this up whenever he doesn't play. This this team struggles uh, um, with their pressure and, and yeah. the O-line. That whole line just did not look prepared for that game. Like, there was plays where it's like – like that one play I texted you on where, you know, Dak hiked it and then the left tackle, the left guard, and I think the right and the right guard were all like they, – they were late on, you know, protecting and mm-hmm. that caused a sack and I think that caused a – that was just a bad game. Like, I, I know they're, they're kind of banged up. Like I said, they didn't have Cooper. They didn't have Lamb. But – I mean that that was just a lot of drops too. Yeah, a lot of drops. Wilson, lot of w- Wilson, man, come on, bro! Like, you cannot be dropping wide open first downs. Like, there's no way. It, and especially Aikman said it. Like, bro, you're gonna get hit if it's thrown in the middle. Just get prepared to get hit. And a lot of players don't. I don't know if it's like mental block, but it's like those those drops shouldn't be happening. Especially, you know, with Wilson, he's had a good season. It's not like he's been a scrub. Like, I, I was just surprised at that and. The the Chiefs offense just looks wonk. It looks goofy to me. It just to me, it's not that hard. Just get the ball to Hill, and any which way you can, like speed sweeps, handoffs, like do anything. They, nobody can guard this man. You know, sideline to sideline. It's just not that hard. And to me, Mahomes when he tries to make something happen, you saw Parsons forced to fumble, and you know Kelsey didn't obviously help him on that that uh fourth quarter drive where he tipped the ball and it was a pick but that the the fact that I, the defense kind of covered up the offense today it's like damn bro like for real i don't know like i know you're you're saying the cowboys defense did step up they did what they could I, you know i don't i don't blame them at all the offense just really threw them out there a lot more than they should have been but i mean it's just i have a couple of notes really too i know yeah. like we're looking at that it's just really, just to point off of what you said, uh, I think that's more Andy Reid, um, Eric Bieniemy. Like any any offense I see with Andy Reid, like the first first few years, like it's unbelievable, it's unstoppable, it's like crazy and then they the way he sets out. it up. And then yeah, and then people kind of figure it out. I think they kind yeah. of struggle a little bit to like, you know, adjust to that stuff. But that's all I really gotta say after that. I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes, mm-hmm. so that's kind of interesting how that all plays out. Especially if Bieniemy leaves uh, this offseason to take a head coaching job, hopefully. He does this time around. Um, but back to the Cowboys, I mean, 
Uh, they did have awesome offensive line issues, but I kind of want to fully blame this on Mike McCarthy 100% mm. and Kellen Moore, uh, but more McCarthy because, I, in my opinion, he has a history of, of, of really kind of not establishing the run game wherever whatever team he's in. Um, and Green Bay, I know that was what he, I, I know that he was, like, really well known to, like, not establish the run game. Like, it was all Aaron Rodgers those years in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, he did have some running back help, but it really wasn't a full – like effect where a Rodgers would get more play action plays and more open guys. So, and I think it's kind of coming back like this in Dallas where the games where Ezekiel Elliott had like great games, they won. They beat Carolina. He had 20 attempts, 143 yeah. yards, one touchdown. Giants, same thing, 21 attempts, 110 yards, one touchdown. Um, Philly, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Like any game that he has, like at least a touchdown, they win a game and, and he usually gets at least like 15 to 20 carries a game um, in those games that he wins. And the games that they lost, like 10 rushes, 50 yards for against Denver, nine rushes, 32 yards, Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, those games are the ones they end up losing. And, and Cowboys and Mark Carthy needs to kind of just stay away from being one dimensional. And, and I know Dak is a, it's a stud. He's top five quarterback in this league and he's got his weapons at receiver, but they got to remember they also have Zeke in the backfield, and they need to let they need to feed him the ball to kind of establish that run game and, and give back more more wide open guys. So um, that's their problem. I think it's McCarthy really just needs to like get his head of his head out of his ass, and realize that like you have an O line to do it, you have Zeke. Like just be patient, even if you're gonna get third and long a couple of times. Like at least you're trying to establish the run game, and that's our problem with Arthur Arthur Smith in Atlanta, where he's very stubborn and you know oh he wants the run game to work like. And, as much as I hate it, like, that's kind of the right thing to do is, like, be, keep feeding Cordero, keep feeding Mike. Like, you can't go one-dimensional whatsoever. You're not going to win games like that. And, and McCarthy's just refusing to do that. And that's it's just unbelievable comparing to the Falcons and the Cowboys because the Cowboys have the better talent, the better running back, the better old line to do it. And, and they're still staying away from it. So I blame McCarthy 100% on this. No, I mean, I agree. I, I mean, I've told you, even with the first game, I know you said it, but Tampa, I mean, they, I know – you know, Tampa's defense at the time, you know, they they have a really stout run D, but I, I just don't understand. You have Zeke. Pollard was getting whatever he wanted that game. I mean, if Zeke can't get it, then fine. Give it to Pollard. I, I completely agree with you. You know, you have the talent to run the ball. You have to keep the defense honest. Once you go one-dimensional, how many times have we seen it in the NFL? Once it's one-dimensional, it's over. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Buffalo's a prime example of what you said earlier, and there's a bunch of other, you know, teams we could point out, but just to keep it short, you, especially when you have talented running backs and you're paying them big time money, why are we wasting money? Why are we literally throwing money away from if we're not going to use them any which way? And I, I just don't get that, especially McCarthy. McCarthy, I mean, ran preschool offense with uh, Joe Philbin and Green Bay for many years. I, I said, I, I don't understand why they hired him to begin with, but, um, you know, I, if they can't make it to at least the NFC championship game or, a, you know, pass it at least to get to a divisional game and make it close. I, I know it's early. This is the second year. You had to throw away the first year, but I mean, come on, bro. You, you can't throw away Dak years like this. Like this is going to be another Seattle situation. Like they're just throwing away prime years of a top 10 quarterback. And you can't do that. You can't do that. And we'll get to Seattle in a bit. I have a lot to say about them, but you know, McCarthy just his, to me, his, his seat should be hot. 
And I know Cowboys fans will be like, oh, you're just a hater, this, that. But And I know some will agree with me. Like, ah, like this is ridiculous. You, you can't be throwing away years like this. And the run game is just pathetic. Like, at times it's like, come on, bro. Just, it's Don't overthink it. It's not hard. Just run the ball. Like, even if you're not, like you said, even if you're not getting five, ten yards a clip, one, two, three, you're still moving the chains, chains somewhat. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just... The fact that we're even talking about McCarthy in 2021, man, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> it's it's just ridiculous. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, with everything you said back and what you said about Andy Reid, I mean, it, that couldn't be a better statement. You know, they figured the offense is explosive first couple of years and then fizzles out towards the end. Philly, look what happened with them. They went to the Super Bowl that one year, 2004, and then you know, McNabb left, T.O. left, and that was it. Like, that's why I don't get when people saw Mahomes sign that 10-year contract. Oh, they're going to win, like, five Super Bowls. Like, bro, do you not know how the NFL not work? Like, how the NFL works? Like, free agency, injuries, you know, defenses stepping it up, teams, you know, counteracting what you do as a team on offense, on defense, on whatever. That no way they're gonna win five Super Bowls, and you're you're seeing it. Andy Reid's offense is kind of fizzling out, and we'll see what they do when the enemy leaves. Like this has to be the year he leaves. We cannot stay mm-hmm. as a coordinator for another year. Uh, I I just don't see it. Yeah, especially with Vegas needing a a, a coach. Like you don't think Derek Carr would want the enemy? I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, but you just never know. NFL's wild. Yeah, it's so dumb. I mean, I could see him leaving to college too. I know he said no, but you know, you never know. At some point, mm-hmm. he's going to feel disrespected and be, man, fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm going to do my own thing. So, yep. Um, Steelers, Chargers, bro. Let's just jump in. We're just going to jump all over the place with these games. I mean, I I know you're you're big on giving flowers to everybody. I got to give Big Ben his flowers, bro. I, I think COVID is one of the oh, best whoa. things that's ever. But COVID might have been the best thing that's ever happened to Big Ben this year because all of a sudden, it's looking like 2010, 2011, Big Ben just, right. ch- just chucking it around. I know that the, the Chargers defense isn't that good. I know Bosa, you know, he is coming off of COVID, this and that. But, I mean, they I don't know if they took the run game away. I don't know what happened that they just went away from it. And he just started throwing the ball. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Where has this Big Ben been all year? Like, And then this game, I can already tell you right now, Tomlin's going to keep Big Ben for another three years. I, this just saved Big Ben's job. Tomlin said he's never going to bench Big Ben. And I bet you this big performance is going to keep his job for another two to three years. Unfortunately for Steelers fans. But this game was crazy, bro. Eckler, four touchdowns. Like, this was just a running back's date on Sunday. Like, they were just feeding him the ball. And look at that. You you give the ball to your running back to one of your best players and good things happen. So, you know. What did you think of yeah, this I game? Mean- Justin Herbert's a stud. Uh, the defense almost kind of blew it, which is yeah. scaring me. Uh, but Herbert, you know, did his thing. Uh, he refused to let the Chargers kind of choke this game out. Um, Mike Williams, shout out to him, gave me some points last minute. I know he Fuck he upset you, but he helped me. He helped me. <laughs> Give him to me. Trade him to me. Then you don't want him. But uh, all right, yeah, let's talk. This, <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk off camera. But uh, no, Justin Herbert's played great. Um, yeah. this, he's been struggling a little bit the past few games, uh, but. It's nice to see he's kind of picked it up a little bit. Um, but Pittsburgh really desperately just needs T.J. Watt and Michael Fitzpatrick back. They, yeah. Those two guys kind of made a difference not being there. And um, I, the shootout 
I didn't think this was going to happen. A shootout the way it was. I thought no. the Chargers were going to just keep it the way they did with six minutes left and ended up, I don't know how the hell Big Ben came back for that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's scaring me a little bit. Big Ben's not checking down to, to Najee as much as I used to yeah. uh, enjoy. Uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, let's let's hold our horses for now with Big Ben. No, it's I mean – first game back. I'm not of saying – he's going to do something, you know. Right. But – I'm not saying he's back. I'm just saying I, as much as I've been talking shit on him all year and it's very warranted on what I've been saying, I'm, I'm just going to give him credit where credit is due. Like, he had a good game. And you can say he played a shitty defense. He played this. He played that. But, I mean, I, I just feel like he's been flat all year, whether it's a good team or not. And the fact that he kind of just chucked it all over the place, I'll just give him credit for that. I mean, you know, Deontay Johnson probably had one of his best games this year. And, the defense, I, I like you said, Minka and TJ need to come back. But I mean, they kind of did what they had to do. Like, like you said, the Chargers almost blew that game. Like, there, there's no reason that game should have been that close. And, um, you know, the defense is probably the the Achilles' heel, the Chargers right now, and what's going to hold them back. Like, that's why I, I just don't see them doing much. Because you know, when you play a good defense, I want to see Chargers Chiefs again. Like, I want to see how that that game is going to play out when they play again later in the year. Like. You know, the Chiefs were kind of all over the place in the beginning of the season. Now that they're kind of finding out who they are and how they want to win games, I want to see those two go at it because that's really going to tell me, all right, then, you know, this team's for real and this team is kind of, you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. AFC West is kind of wide open to a certain extent. I know the Chiefs are at the top. They're, they're one game above L.A. right now. And, you know, it's just those two again. Every year it's just going to be those two and – you know, we'll see. But that that game was just weird, bro. Was, and Eckler just going off. And um, did you play? Nah, I remember the the Berto in our league that has Eckler. He's like, bro, Eckler won me that game. Like that shit was crazy, bro. He had like forty points. I know it wasn't Jonathan Taylor esque, but it was still a good game. And I didn't like. I said I thought this game was gonna be boring. I thought this was gonna be like twenty four twenty. Like all right, whatever. But forty one thirty seven. You know, Sunday night weird ass games just. I, I thought it was gonna be bad. I mean, what what was I complaining about on Thursday or when we recorded on Thursday, Friday, whenever? Like the Sunday night schedule was just terrible, and you know huh. I had to shut up <laughs> with that game. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Shut you up. We'll see next week though. Cleveland Baker, the touchdown maker Baker, your boy. Fucking let's see if he does <laughs> anything next week. But... <laughs> uh, um, no, yeah, I mean the the Chargers desperately needed this win though. Yeah. They lost like what three of the last four this or something like that so yeah um they they needed this to keep themselves in the hunt for the division mm-hmm. uh the whole afc west really fucked up they left the chiefs back up there and yeah i don't i don't see kansas city losing that lead anymore but they really messed up by letting them never even do that so the Chargers needed this though to keep themselves in well as long as they win on sunday then you know they'll be back in first but i mean denver every time la and denver play it's never just a cakewalk for either team so we'll see what happens Uh with that we'll pick that game on thursday friday whenever we do the pod but um uh what's the game you want to talk about i've been running through a bunch of games i wanted to say what's a couple games that kind of stood out to you um i'm kind of looking at it Uh, i mean there's a couple of like really ones that it's not worth talking about seahawks cardinals um I, I, mean, I think that's worth talking about okay uh, um it's where i'm just a broken record at this point russell wilson's out of there Pete carroll's gotta go and 
you know, like I said earlier, throwing away prime years of a quarterback. And, and I heard a lot of people, you know, making excuses for Pete Carroll. Oh, his GM didn't help him. Oh, he's stuck in his old ways. Why are we, why are we just running the ball? Like we have a run game. Like I, and I say we, like I'm just talking about in the Seattle perspective. Like, what if you have no O line, you have no running backs that are like that. You know, Chris Carson's been on IR most of the year. Why are we running the ball? It's just, especially with them. Like a lot of teams, it's like they give up because they're impatient. The the Seahawks are too patient with their run game. They'll it'll be like 20 carries for 40 yards in the third quarter, and it's like, all right, bro, it's not working. You got Russell. Let's just do something else. Like. That with them, especially, it, it just it's over. It's over. And Pete Carroll cannot keep getting excuses, cannot keep getting years and saying, oh, it's because of this. Oh, it's because of that. Like, no, it's it's over. It's time to move on. And, you know, I, I Russell, but you better be looking at where he, you know, like Kobe, when he was looking at houses in Chicago, I feel like that's what Russell was going to be doing one of these <laughs> days. Like it, it's over. It, it just really is. And it's sad to see Seattle was, you know, on the verge of being one of the, you know, not the best, but one of the best in this century, dynasty wise, like in this decade and, you know, not running the ball at the one kind of just blew it up. Once they lost that Super Bowl, it was kind of downhill from there. And it's just crazy to see that now the, the, Oh, I guess the Falcons too, but uh, you know, I just feel like that's different circumstances, but with this team, they keep giving Pete Carroll just excuse after excuse after excuse. And I feel like you and I, and maybe a few others, we're the only ones really saying it's time to go. Pete, Pete Carroll can't keep getting the pass every single year. And, you know, it, this year, especially three and seven, embarrassing. I thought they were going to be, you know, decent, like nine and eight, eight and nine. This is like, they're going to be top five pick. Like, this is just embarrassing with what they're putting out there. And, the fact that Colt McCoy is just slinging it all over the place on them. <laughs> Jamal Adams is a is a defensive end in safety's clothing. Like, come on, bro. Like, this is ridiculous. I don't, even, I don't even think they have their first round pick, do they, for next season? Yeah. Uh, no, they don't, actually. Billy really has it, right? Or not, Jets. the Jets have it. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, it's just looking like that is what I'm saying. Like, they're going to be in that, you know, that pick range. And luckily for the Jets, they're bad, too. So they're going to have two good picks, but. Uh, this is this is just embarrassing. Another team where it's like, come on, bro. Colt McCoy can't be putting up 300 yards on y'all. This is just bad. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, it's it's horrible. I mean, at some point, like if if Russell Wilson does leave too, I mean, Pete Carroll has to leave as well. Just to kind of start off right all over again. I mean, USC's um, open. <laughs> it's oh, ready for he him. might come back. It's ready for him. Oh, but. who knows? But yeah, that's. That's really much it. I mean, we'll see how Arizona does after their bye. Um, my prediction is still intact. Number one seed. Yeah. Uh, not number one seed, excuse me. Uh, division West. winners. Yeah. So, and see, and I think Seattle will go last. So, um, yeah. that whole division is looking good for me right now. But, um, yeah, another game I kind of wanted to talk about real quick um, is uh, oh, Panthers, uh, Washington, excuse oh. me. Uh, this one kind of disappointed me. I thought Cam yeah. – obviously, Cam had a decent game, but I thought, you know, the, the emotions uh, with, with him coming back to Carolina at home, first game back um, at, in Carolina, I thought they were going to come out swinging. But I guess Taylor mm-hmm. Heineke kind of said something, you know, he thought different. Taylor fucking Heineke, man. This guy <laughs> this guy stepped up, and I, he's like, man, fuck this. He's going to come out and play hard. And, and yeah. they, they played bully ball and won that game. So, give, give Washington the credit here. 
Yeah, I was surprised when when um you know Cam threw that touchdown to, to McCaffrey. I thought it was kind of be like, all right, well, this game's already gonna be kind of blown out. And then all of a sudden they the Washington took the lead and I was like, wait a second, what is what? It's it's gonna be interesting to see what Washington does. Do they stick with Heineke? Like I know that's that's kind of weird, but I mean he had he's been playing semi-decent for them i just feel like he's gonna be another chase daniel like you know backup colt mccoy type you need him to come in and win you a couple games you can do that so i mean he's gonna make a lot of money in this league that's all i took away from this game like the fact that he's winning these games and keeping his team in it like they had no business beating tampa last week and if they would have played a fitzpatrick possibly they would you know the bucks probably would have blew him out with how many turnovers he he throws to the other team, but you know, Heineke's stepping up. I, I'll give him his credit. And, you know, I obviously Washington should be in the, in the race for one of these QBs next off season, but who knows, maybe Rivera likes what he sees and he's going to stick with the Taylor Heineke moving forward. But um, yeah, just a disappointing game from Carolina, especially with the bottom of the NFC, kind of the way it's looking, they could probably sneak in as the seventh seed and, you know, they blew it. Now it's the saints and, the Eagles are on the rise and they lost to them earlier in the year. So um, yeah, just a flat performance by them. They need to step it up or another, but another blown year for Matt Rule. And I know he's already kind of contemplating whether he wants to keep coaching in the NFL or not. So, you know, we'll see if that di- dictates what he does, if they keep it up like that. But uh, uh, the, speaking of the Eagles, you picked them. Oh, yes. I yes, thought that's the game I wanted to get yeah. to as well. Yeah, I I thought the defense of the Saints was going to be a lot better than what they were. And obviously, Simeon is what he is. But like I said, they almost beat the Titans. And they're a pretty good team. Who knows now? But they they were a pretty good team last week, and they almost won that game. But Philly, man, 200-plus yards, I think, in, what, three, four straight games? Like, they're running the shit out of the ball. It's crazy. Is Jalen Hurst yes. the guy now in Philly? Like I, I, I would say so. Yes. But you know, a lot of people still want Deshaun there, Aaron Rodgers there, Russ over there. Like, what do you think? I think Hurts yes. is a dude. Look, listen, I may be overreacting, but this NFC East is not a lock for Dallas whatsoever. Mm. I think Philly is getting hot. I've always think they've been a decent team. I just don't understand why they lose some of these games sometimes. Maybe yep. it's the lack of focus. Maybe it's just Jalen Hurts kind of struggling a little bit, kind of getting his feet wet still. But when he p- comes out and puts out a performance like he did this past weekend, they're really kind of unstoppable in my opinion. Yeah. The defense isn't bad. They're not great, but they're not bad. They're kind of a bend-don't-break type of defense. Um, and if, if Jalen Hurts just continues to fucking kill it out there, man, you just never know. I mean, I'm looking at the Cowboys schedule right now. Obviously, they got the Raiders this Thanksgiving. That's probably going to be a dub. You just never know. Then they go to New Orleans, always tough. Um, then they go to Washington, and you just talk, you're just hyping up Heineke. You never know. Um, I'm not saying that. You never know. You never know, dude. I mean, we didn't think they were going to beat Tampa, and they did. Yeah. So, um, it's always a tough place to go play. Um, just never know. It's a divisional game. And then I can say the same thing about Jason Garrett and the, and the Giants with him getting fired. You never, never, never know. Maybe Saquon yeah. finally – Goes off without Jason Garrett there, and and you never know. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. And they got the Eagles in Philly the last game of the season, and the Cardinals um the week before. So it's not a lock. 
in my opinion, mm-hmm. for the Cowboys just yet. I would probably still pick them, but do not be surprised if the Eagles get close and kind of steal this division. You, so just when, say. when did you say the Cowboys and Eagles play? That's the last game of the season. Oh, that, I mean, Sunday that, that's, uh, yeah, I was going to say that's Sunday night written all over it right there. But uh, yeah, in Philly. So Philly yeah, will have just, the advantage. just the way Philly's playing, they're finally, they finally figured out what they wanted to be as, as a team. I feel like the beginning of the year, they wanted to, you know, they wanted to be Hertz team, have him throw for 300 plus a game. And they finally figured out, Hey, we, we have a pretty decent old line. We have three running backs that can you believe that Miles Sanders? I mean, I know he kind of he's coming back from injury, but you know Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, like all these dudes. Like now it's a three, it's a trio of running backs. This is looking like similar to the um, Super Bowl team of '52, and I'm not saying they're that, but you know they could run the ball with Clement, they could run the ball with Jay Ajayi. Like the way they have all these running backs, you know Goddard is now the sole tight end there's no tight end controversy if you want to call it that with her, him and Ertz um Devontae Smith stepping up yeah I agree it's not a lock like the the Cowboys if they keep j- slipping games like this like they, they can't keep losing games like this they, you think seven and three and they're like oh it's it's a lock it's easy I know Cowboys fans are probably like you guys are fucking stupid I know Grayson's probably covering his ears right now but um you know the, the Eagles are coming like they, they're they're right behind they're they're on everybody's tail at the bottom of the playoff race and dallas needs to you know keep the eye on the prize because if they let up even a little bit and go on a two-game skid on one of these in in the next couple weeks like philly's right there knocking at the door so yeah i agree like the this is not a a hundred percent like bet the house on the cowboys winning the east because philly could just come up and sneak up and steal it right from under their nose so yeah, I mean, they have a more favorable schedule. They got the Jets still, um, the Giants twice, uh, Washington twice, and then the Cowboys at home. So a lot of divisional games, which could go either way. Um, but I actually like Eagles' schedule moving forward. They don't have mm-hmm. to play any hard teams, really, but the Cowboys the last game of the season. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So. All right, so Bengals-Raiders, I mean, you know, we both picked the Bengals to win this game. Are you surprised at all by the outcome? I didn't think it was going to be a blowout. But I mean, that's nah, what it I mean, is. You, you really just made me. You convinced me the Raiders are frauds. Yeah, um, big time, one hundred percent. I don't know why you did. Um, and I, I, that's why I picked the Bengals this past weekend. And um, they had a bye week, so they got healthier. Jamar Chase is gonna get a touchdown. He's about to get one every game. Really moving Pretty forward. Much. So. Um, yeah, the Raiders defense is not much of a threat either, which is why I think the Bengals kind of just took care of business pretty easily. And I think now it's like everything's kind of uh, catching up with the Raiders. You know, to, for a team to go through everything they've gone through this year, like, put that aside, like, I, I, I had never had confidence in this unit to begin with, but your coach has to resign because of all his leaked emails. You know, Henry Ruggs, all the bullshit he did, and then Damon Arnett I, it's just a it, it's taking a toll you can tell and you know I, I they're one of the teams where it's like they're just ready to get get this season over with they're just trying to make it nobody gets uh seriously injured and you know uh, they, they've just been through a lot and I feel like now it's catching up to them we'll see what happens in the offseason you know 
<clears throat> and yeah, I mean, the Bengals, they're finally back on track, I guess. You know, they have a, a banged up Steelers team coming to town, so maybe they can, you know, finally get back in this AFC North race after kind of falling out of it, you know, choking to the Jets and losing to the Browns. So, um, you know, it was a good win for them. And Browns-Lions, I mean, besides your boy Swift, I mean, th- this game, you, d- you can't really say much about it. It was pretty boring. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see one clip of this game, really. Just saw I yeah. Um I kind of, like I said, a minus 11, I believe, was spread. It was kind oh, of yeah, too it was much. Way too high. Especially I mean, with the Baker Lions are not. Hurt. Yeah. Yeah, dude, the Lions are not bad at all. Like they're they should have a win under the belt already. Um so they made this competitive. So um yeah. shout out to them for that. They do that every game pretty much. But yeah, Browns took care of business. So um yeah, I mean, it's just where... concerning the fact that they're not they're seen as a heavy favorite through Vegas and through the league's eyes and, and stuff, but they're just sneaking out victories and, and that's kind of concerning to me, being my yeah. Super Bowl pick. What when is it like if you were in the organization and you had a significant role? When is it time to bench Baker? Because he he's just too hurt, and I understand when, that. Like you know, he wants to go out there, you know, pride, confidence, all that. But when it's hurting your team, I mean, at some point you gotta you just gotta sit this man. Like I, I don't I don't see the benefit of him being out there and grimacing every single time he gets hit, and you know he has to pick all that weight up and you know all that. So. If you were in the organization, when would you think of benching him already or give him a little more time or what? I would wait a little bit longer just because, I mean, Baker's a, a tough son of a gun. He's going to want to come out there and play any game. And uh, until the Browns are officially out of the playoffs, I think you got to keep him out there um, mm. because I don't – I like Case Keenum, but you got to see what you have in Baker, especially it being a, a contract year, I guess, quote-unquote, with this team option for next season. You gotta find out what he's gonna, what he has to offer. Um, so I would keep him in as long as I possibly can until the mm. season's completely wiped. Ooh, that that's that. This is another team where I still feel like they can be in the quarterback race. I mean, if we're still figuring out with what's going on with Baker, at some point you can't lock this man up for big money the way he's been playing, even before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't see a world where he gets a max with the Browns. I, I, I where the way it's going right now and yeah he's hurt and you know that's unfortunate for him being that it like you said a quote-unquote contract year but I mean up to this point I'm not really confident in what I've seen in him and I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland moves on after uh this this upcoming season the 2022 season because I I just don't see it I really don't and you know he's good like he he's had his moments but you know, it just really hasn't panned out for him. And I feel like maybe it's the pressure that was put on him as the number one pick. I don't know what it is, but uh, it, to me, it's just not working out in Cleveland. Maybe he needs a change in scenery. I agree. I mean, 100%. But um, at the end of the day, um, we kind of talked, chatted about this a little bit at the office. I mean, the Browns have cap space. So mm-hmm. unless you're going to go out there and get a Rodgers or Russell Wilson, you really just got to pick up that team option and, and, and see what he's got another year. When he's oh yeah. Yeah. So. No doubt. I mean, there's, I don't, I don't see them having an option this upcoming year, but after that, I feel like it's, they're going to move on, but you know, I, I don't know. You never know what these teams, but I mean, I, I think that's it. We pretty much hit all. Oh, actually Bucks giants. I mean, you caught, you got the, oh. the big blowout. You, you guaranteed that was your lock. Oh. 
Yep. And yeah, I mean, Jason Garrett gets fired once again. And uh, Freddie Kitchens takes over the offensive Ooh. play calling. So, yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's 50% Garrett. And then, you know, Daniel Jones, this doesn't look that good. You know, like I said, he has his moments too. But, um, you know, they're not protecting him. Kadarius Tony, they should be using him a lot more. I mean, you drafted him in the first round for a reason, and he's had flashes. And I just feel like they're kind of, you know. He was never really a threat. I, I kind of scratched my head a little bit when the Giants took him. But yeah, me I too. Mean, but, I mean, you, he, it, he has flashes, though. I mean, I'll give him that. He has potential. Oh, 100%. 100%. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this, this offense might change now with Garrett out and Kitchen Green. You never know. Uh, maybe that's what they need is a new, a new direction, um, a new voice in the locker room in, the, in this offensive side of the ball. But, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I predicted this. I'm mean, like I told you before, the Mannings were watching. You know, Brady always, always looks to find for some sort of motivation. Grok came back. Um, and this team really just handled business. I never posed the Giants as a threat at all. Yeah. And um, even though Saquon was back, I think it was going to take a game for him to get into, like, Rhythm. Get more into like yeah, more into a rhythm. So, um, yeah, books took care of business. This is the lock. If everybody out there listen, you made some money if, if you listen to me on this one. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing really much with that one either. It, it kind of looked shaky in the <laughs> beginning. Um, you know, Brady throwing that pick. It was off of Evans. That was Evans' fault. But I was like, uh, it's like it's ten ten. I'm like, great. It's when it's gonna be a sloppy game, and then. Brady doesn't cover, but he they took care of business. So, you know, credit to them. But yeah, that was it. Yeah, week well, week eleven in the books. We're gonna have a betting pod coming up on Thanksgiving. So, you know, make sure to tune into that. I don't know if you have anything else to say, Julian. No, I mean, this was a pretty solid week. Uh little couple of upsets, but that happens in every week of football and um overall, like you said in the beginning, we're kind of understanding a little bit. Um, of what every team's gonna bring and, and stuff like that. So, oh, you know what? Uh, Scratch that outro real quick. I we got we forgot our quarterbacks to that topic yes, we we're gonna talk about. So, uh, real quick, we'll just get into that. I, I wanted to talk to you about just the way like the teams are looking and you know how things are going for some QBs. What What are your like top five predictions on which team is in the hunt for a quarterback or like a prediction you have for? Uh, five QBs that are going to change sceneries next year. Um, so do you want the quarterbacks that I think are leaving? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like, just just give me your top five predictions, bro, for next year. Who do you think is going where? I know um, you kind of tease the Minnesota one. I want to hear that one. Yeah, so um, I have actually six. Um, mm, but right, the first one, obviously the first, this is the most obvious one in my opinion, or one of the most. So Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to say the Niners. Yeah. I don't think, I, I think they got to, you know, mm-hmm. take do that, you know, move forward with that experiment they have. Um, drafting, uh, God dang, I forgot his name right now. Um, Trey Lance. Trey Lance, sorry, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, they got to move forward with that. Jimmy G is going to leave. Um, he hasn't really wowed. The Niners mm-hmm. organization to keep him. So I think, in my opinion, I don't know where he would go. It all just depends on the dominoes for the rest yep. of the organizations. Um, but this is kind of a sneaky pick is the Browns. Maybe if Baker, mm. you know, he can be behind Baker for a year. And then if Baker decides to leave or if the team decides to move on, they have Jimmy G back there. 
um, as an option. So I'm I'm picking Jimmy G for the Browns for now, but definitely for him, he will be leaving the Niners. Okay. Um, at number five, I have uh, Ryan Tannehill. I think he's leaving Tennessee. Really? Um, yes, I think his poor performances without Derrick Henry have kind of just um, – like awaken the organization and like, hey, like we probably should upgrade a quarterback. Um, they're not expecting Tannehill to pull up Rogers like numbers, but the fact that he's playing so like so poorly, especially against the Texas last weekend, I think it kind of it's a long for the organization to kind of hear some whispers and, and start thinking about uh, getting an upgrade if possible. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Tua and and uh, and I think Tua's gonna go to Houston regardless of what Watson goes. Um, you no know, way. even if Watson, yeah, I think, I think, I think if, if Watson goes to Miami, Tua will be in that package coming back. Nah, it's gonna be a three team trade. That's no way he's going to Houston. So, this is that that's where I think obviously those like that's the main ones. I mean, the most obvious ones, but yeah, um, obviously, this is the one this is where it kind of gets tricky for me. Um, Russell Wilson mm-hmm. going to, I think he's gonna go to the Broncos. Um, wow, really. The, the the extensions that Denver has had the past few uh the past week with with all the receivers mm-hmm. Sutton Patrick and then you know Judy for a couple of years um I think that's going to be enticing for a quarterback to come um and which is why I think Russell's going to come because you said it he's he's leaving he's out the yeah. door already he's just going to play out the season and leave and I think um throwing in like I don't know, like a Noah Fant or somebody, maybe a lineman and a couple of draft picks, you know, we'll see the deal for Seattle because they're not going to have many, many chips on their table to, to, to play hardball. So yeah, I think he's coming to Denver. Obviously I think Rogers, and that means he's going to Pittsburgh. Um, same yeah. situation. Pittsburgh has, a, has the, has the receivers Don Johnson, Claypool, you know, uh, Juju, if he comes back. Um, and then he has Najee as his running back. Um, mm-hmm. They're really just missing that. Um, is it a quarterback? I think Rodgers um, kind of is leaning towards Pittsburgh. And another reason why it's kind of a weird reason to say, but he's such good friends with McAfee. And I think McAfee's going to kind of be whispering it to his ear every time, like, hey, come to Pittsburgh, because he's a hometown kid from Pittsburgh, uh, McAfee. And I think he's going to whisper it to his ears, like, hey, man, you, you should come to Pittsburgh. Um, if not Indy, come to Pittsburgh. Um, and then the last one, the Minnesota one that you're talking about, this is kind of my wild card and like, the one that don't be surprised that happens, but be surprised. Uh, the Vikings are going to get a new quarterback, and his name is Matt Ryan. I think um, the Falcons are going to kind of move on from him this offseason. Yeah. Um, and I think what better place than, than Minnesota? Um, I think Minnesota wants to get a quarterback, just not one to – obviously, it's going to be very impossible to get Rodgers, just being, if being a division rival. We have seen it before with Brett Favre, but I think the situation is a little different. And yeah. I think Russell Wilson, um, if he could pick between Denver and Minnesota, he'll pick Denver. Um, and I think, you know, Matt Ryan will probably be the third best option with us desperately wanting to get rid of him this offseason. I think Minnesota's going to want to cash in on that. Mm, okay. Yeah, I mean, that I, I can see that happening, like with Matt Ryan to Minnesota. I, I know that's kind of, you know, kind of surprising for some people but you know Matt Ryan Matt Ryan they need to move on from him and it's not to say that he's playing bad but it's just the way you guys are going it's time to rebuild I mean there's no there's no other way to look at it you can't have that big contract like that like you just need to start from scratch give Arthur Smith and your new GM a clean slate and just build it build it from the bottom I mean that that's all you really 
I think that's the best option for you guys. And, you know, Matt Ryan to Minnesota, I mean, that where would that go? Where would that leave Kirk Cousins is my question. Like, where would he fall to if Matt Ryan goes to Minnesota? That's. I mean, Kirk Cousins is bound to be a backup, or if not, going back to a reunion and come back to Washington. Mm. Um, I mean, I mean, Heineke is playing great right now, but does the organization mm. want to keep him as a reliable future? Like, who knows? Yep. I mean, you never know. Maybe Seattle. Maybe he goes to Seattle and replaces Russell Wilson. Yeah, maybe. All right, well, I, I kind of had um, some obviously Deshaun to Miami. That's obviously the most obvious, like you said. Uh, I have two of the Denver, actually. I, I, I think – I don't think Russell Wilson's going to come here. I, I don't. And, you know, there was whispers about Tua coming here when the whole Deshaun Watson three-team deal happened. Is either going to be the, uh, here or Washington? I think Denver would want a young QB, and, uh, you know, they have a decent O-line. And I, I just feel like Tua, he already knows he's kind of out the door, and he and Brian Flores has handled that whole situation poorly. So basically lying to his face saying, oh, yeah, we're going to keep you. We're going to keep you it when all these things are getting leaked saying otherwise. So, I mean, obviously somebody's lying here. And if I had to put money on it, I would say Flores in the front office are the ones trying to keep a poker face, even though everybody everybody knows what they're going to do in the offseason. And let's get Deshaun and we'll see if he even lasts. I mean, if they have a shitty season again, I could see them just cutting ties with him and uh, Ross, the GM. So. You know, we'll see if they get that, if, how that rolls out. But, um, you know, I, I wanted to say Jimmy G to, to Minnesota. But again, that's another situation where it's like, eh, I mean, you're getting another immobile quarterback. I know Kirk Cousins is playing decent, but it's like you're pretty, you're pretty much starting. It's just you're in limbo again. Like you're going to have to wait for another QB to want to leave or something like that. But. I have Russell Wilson to Philly. I, I think they're going to be very aggressive. And I know Hertz is playing good, but Howie Rosenberg, the way he operates is a fucking moron. And I know he doesn't like Rosen or Hertz. So I, I know he's going to want to be aggressive and get one of these top QBs. And I think they're going to throw everything they can at Seattle, especially being that they have, you know, a couple of first round picks. So, you know, I, I just feel like they, they'll probably give, a better package than anybody else can, and I would. So I would actually hurts going. See, that's tough. I honestly don't know. I mean, if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm kind of looking. Hey, you know, we're right here across the across the city. I would call them. I mean, Roethlisberger, like I told you, he had a good game. Honestly, I could see him having a job for three more years there. It's just the way Tomlin. He's too emotionally attached to him, and why wouldn't he? He got him a Super Bowl. You know, he's had so many great years with Roethlisberger. But the thing is, he's he's trash, bro. He's old. He's washed. You know, like I said, I gave him his flowers today, but that's not going to be something moving forward that's going to happen. It's not going to be oh, every single game is going to be going for, you know, what he just did against the weak L.A. Chargers defense. So, um, I mean, like you said, it's it's just the way the dominoes fall. Who knows what Pittsburgh does? But if I'm Pittsburgh, it hurts. I would call them ASAP. I mean, that that would just fit them way better than what Roethlisberger is doing. Him and Najee, that running attack would be crazy. And then obviously the weapons that they have. I mean, her, I, like I said, I'm just going off of how Howie Rosenberg has been running this fucking Eagles organization. 
they want Hertz. They don't want Hertz. They want Hertz. Hertz is our guy. Hertz isn't our guy. It's just uh, on and off with them, hot and cold. So um, I just think that's going to happen. And Rodgers, it's either going to be Denver or Pittsburgh. But I don't, like I said, Pittsburgh, to me, it's just, you know, what they do with Big Ben. But I wish you, I, I've been saying, I, I've been saying get, get Aaron Rodgers to Pittsburgh. I, I personally, being an AFC foe, I wouldn't want to see that, but it just makes the most football sense. The, those weapons, like you said, Najee, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Juju would obviously resign if they get Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Um, and don't be surprised if Cleveland gets in the Rodgers sweepstakes as well. I mean, like you said, they – they're probably going to be aggressive. They know what they have with Baker. It's it's time. They, they can't give him big money. Baker will probably be a backup somewhere and then take another job, maybe New York, maybe whoever. But New York's another team I have looking for another QB. It's just all over the place, bro. I really don't know. But my top teams to move on and get a new QB, obviously Denver, Houston, Miami, and uh, Philly because Rosenberg, like I keep saying. So it's going to be interesting. This is going to be a – the turnover rate that we haven't seen in a while in this off season when it comes to quarterbacks. So um, that's it. I don't, I don't know. Like I, I like your Matt Ryan, the Minnesota one, the most though. I mean, that makes the most sense. And I know you'd be sad to see him leave, but who would you want to get then for Atlanta? Would you want them to mm-hmm. trade? Maybe get hurts. Maybe. Listen, if hurts is on the table, then yeah. yes. Draft if, somebody. If if Hertz is on the table, then yes. I want a mobile quarterback in, in Atlanta. I want somebody who's young and, a, and mobile. That's why I was a big fan of Fields. Yeah. Um, and I was also a big fan of Trey Lance, too, until, you know, the Niners came in and souped them. Mm-hmm. But just to be expected. So, I mean, if Hertz is available, by all means, I think Atlanta should go out there and get him. Um, but obviously, I don't know. I mean, if Matt Ryan leaves and Hertz isn't there available, then, you know, just suck it up, deal with – play with the cards you have, and, and look at this quarterback class for – for this offseason, maybe next offseason. Who would be your number one? Like, you want that quarterback to go to Atlanta if they were to draft Ritter, <laughs> Rattler, Corral? Who do you want? Um, I don't know. Um, Ryan was hyping me up with Pickett, uh, the dude from Pittsburgh. So, oh, okay. Um, um, yeah, I would probably go Pickett. Maybe Pickett. I'll probably Willis. Uh, Willis has also yeah. kind of been polished a little bit. I'm not a big fan of Ritter. Uh, Ritter Ritter's kind of just been. I know he's undefeated with Cincinnati, but he hasn't really impressed me much. And and Howell's very up and down. Um, you know, he this dude can play, you know, his tail off, but then he can also have a very bad, bad game. Um, so for me, it's Pickett and, and Willis. Um, for me, are you uh, out on Rattler? Yes, one hundred percent. I saw him play in person. I saw him play in person in the Red River uh, rivalry game um, here in Dallas against Texas. And boy, look, look, Texas. I follow. I follow them all season. Texas has been horrible the tail end of this season um, and the defense is kind of a big reason why. And the fact that Riddler was not able to torch that defense is it's, it's alarming to me because I mean, if you're playing on, uh, if you're playing, if you're rattling, you're playing Georgia, you by all means, if you have a bad game, that's okay. You know, it's a Georgia really much, pretty much has an NFL defense right now They're with their school, but um, you're playing Texas. Texas is not good on defense right now. It's the big 12. You should be torturing. You should be getting six touchdowns a game because it's the big 12. And yeah, he hasn't done shit. It's been Caleb Williams really taking over for Oklahoma for the most part. So, yeah, I'm out. I'm completely out on Radner. I don't see him, you know, doing what he can in the NFL. Mm. 
Well, I mean, I know we're kind of skipping way ahead into the future, but I mean, it's just something to keep an eye on. Like, I, I just feel like, like I said, that turnover rate for QBs, this is going to be something we haven't seen in a long time, maybe ever. I don't, I don't remember a time where, you know, a bunch of big name QBs were moving teams like that, you know, but so we'll see what happens. Obviously, Rodgers and Wilson are gone. It just depends where they want to go. So, uh, and, and Watson, obviously. So we'll see, but. That's it, y'all. Make sure to subscribe to Sports Inferno. Follow our social medias. We'll catch you in the betting pod. Peace. Peace.